it. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Welcome back to This Is A Takeover. My name is David Hensley. I am the owner and creative director of Long Walk Productions, and I am here to introduce your host, Shelby Death Ray Patterson. Thank you, David, and welcome to This Is A Takeover. I'm Shelby Death Ray Patterson. And I'm Gina Belmont. Hey, y'all, hey. You didn't say your name. Uh, To be honest, (laughs) I don't want to. You don't like it? Oh, she doesn't like it. No, no, it's just... Oh, David's heartbroken. I came up with that. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are we talking about the one dogs gave me or the one you gave me? Well, I think they're the same thing. Gina, bless your heart, Belmont. Oh, okay, because originally he told me another one. Oh, what did he tell you? What was that? What was the one he told you? I blocked it out. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was that bad, huh? Wow. We'll have to go back and listen. I will. I I don't remember. Anyway... Hi. Hi. We're here to talk about NXT Vengeance Day, but first off, how are you doing, Gina? I'm all right. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing well. (laughs) You can tell we don't do these very much. No, it's been a hot minute. Oh, man. We've missed everyone. Oh, so much. Well. Hello. Oh, my goodness. So, first off, what are we drinking tonight? What are we drinking? Indeed, we are drinking a lovely Chardonnay, but I don't quite remember the brand name. It's sea glass. Sea glass. Yep, sea glass. It's what? It's a California Chardonnay. <laughs> wow, you already know so much. Th- there's there's a map of California on the back of the bottle. I was gonna give you credit. <laughs> the <laughs> listeners don't know that you're looking right at the bottle. Like, <laughs> roll with me, Gina. Just roll with me. <laughs> As I like to remind dogs and Chris, and also Stan, this is an audio medium. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have to work that somehow into every episode at least i don't say viewers anymore and i say listeners <laughs> yeah you did have to catch I that did. we don't have we I don't did. have video yet nobody what yet yet oh no <laughs> because we do have an upgrade to this studio so we are in kayfabe outpost one Hey-o. right now but we have these really cool mics now. they are lovely and obviously you can't see this because you're listening but they are like raised up and we're usually like hunched over which is really nice they look like really fancy beautiful cranes they do yeah it only took me almost four years of doing this podcast but i finally upgraded us from tabletop uh mic mic stands to articulated arms <laughs> Like uh, you'd see. I it. love that this is a, this is an articulated arm. Yes. I like it. A- AKA Quite fancy. Boom pole. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So. Well, we appreciate it. This is yes. very nice. We feel fancy. So, friends, yes. we are here to talk about NXT Vengeance Day, Ooh. and I'm gonna be honest. Going into this, I did not have any hope, none at all, and the show has broken me of that, if you will. <laughs> Like I wish you could have seen the look in her eyes just then, y'all. <laughs> I still have my tabletop hope. Yes. Right? I, I bring it we to work with me. We just have articulated arm hope now. Exactly. <laughs> and it's here, and it's sitting here. But, you know, it's this this show has been so frustrating to me. And I have said before that I've, I'd stopped watching weekly. And mm-hmm. that was sad for me because I was kind of what they call like an NXT lifer. Yes. Right. Like I was like, I don't care. Like 
what this show is like i this is my show yes like everybody was hopping on the AEW train and like jumping over and i was like you know what i have nxt still mm-hmm. like nxt still great like i can i can still stomach wwe like it's fine dun 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 i know famous last words right <laughs> like i feel like <laughs> i feel like i kind of shot myself in the foot on that one but i will say this show really made me happy it gave me a glimmer of like a little bit into the fast-paced darker not darker but you know what i mean like the original side of Mm -hmm. a pay-per-view well it focused on the wrestling which shocker you focus on the wrestling for a wrestling show minus half of the show being vignettes but we'll talk about that later (sighs) yeah but when they didn't have the vignettes like if you took the vignettes and the promos and whatever else was in there yeah if you take all that shit out it was a solid it was show and it it reminded me of how it used to be exactly and the shit that i didn't fast forward through was really fun (laughs) you know (laughs) that's true it's true um but i let's just let's just get into it let's go so at the beginning, usually at takeovers, they have some sort of like video package, yes. right? Where it kind of displays like Here's what's everything. Gonna... Yeah, that's going down. Exactly. Well, they did this weird like play on Valentine's Day, yeah. which I understand. We we watched this late. We did not watch yes. this when it aired. No. Um, but it did air on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and vengeance day is supposed to be like the grungy alternative to valentine's day which i'm like yes all for that i love all that (laughs) because we are also the group that gets together and watches horror movies on valentine's day instead of doing all the sappy shit and then there was me going and do the sappy shit but that's well and that's how our friendship works we balance each other out it is true so i'm fine with that but they did this weird like Let's show toxic attraction, like, all, like, by the pool and, like, <clears throat> draped about on their beds texting each other about the guys of NXT Ew. and, like, who they're going to date next. What is this, a and 2000s, like, horror movie? <laughs> it, it was weird. <laughs> like, they did that and then just, like, superimposed footage from over the last, like, month or so to kind of hype up, like... So that whenever they would show like, I definitely fast forwarded this by accident, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's totally, I wish I did <laughs> honestly, but I was like, no, like we'll see what the beginning vignette is at least. And cause I had heard that this show was very vignette heavy. It, it, Lord have mercy. My so goodness. Half like, the show could have been taken out the whole other half of the mm-hmm. hour. I mean, honestly, I feel like it could have been. It was about an hour vignette. Yeah. And, and an, an hour, hour of wrestling. Yeah. It was kind of ridiculous. So it was just weird. Like it was just very, very strange. It was like they were trying to stick with the, with the P we're being PG 13 now 2.0 and the old grungy, you know, NXT, like they're still trying to do this hybrid. And I'm like, I feel like you just need to either go all in on the old way or all in on this new way. Yes. Like uh, they're trying to make everybody happy. And I feel like, well, except for the people who have actually been there for a really long time, but well, yes, because they don't, we don't want it to go away, Yeah. but I'm like, okay, if you're going to make it like, what is it? Yeah. Strong, but wrong. It's true. Wrong. Right. Wrong. That's the note that we would always get in school, mm-hmm. like strong, but wrong, like make a choice, 
even if it's the wrong one own up to it and then own up going. to your, exactly own up to your choice and i just don't feel like they're ready to commit which is weird there. like if you make a commitment for an entire blank to completely like, change something yeah from the core like out it's weird it's dumb so we we move into the first match it's <laughs> <laughs> a great transition shelby great job Thank no you. It, it was it was straight to the point <laughs> we have pete dunn versus tony Dude. d'angelo in a weaponized steel cage match. okay i'm gonna say this really quickly because most of the time when we talked about a takeover we always talked about the set and right. we talked about the design and all that so this match is in a steel cage match um i just have to say this because a long time ago when i was in middle school i did a production of rent jr oh my god yes 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 <laughs> Yes, David. Yes. We'll discuss that in great detail later. No, no, no. Fucking XT. I want to hear what exactly... <laughs> like, does does Rent Jr. Well, not have all the deaths by AIDS? It's school edition. So, <laughs> okay, no, there's a difference. There is a difference. Oh, my God. Hold on. Is Rent Jr. all about the cooties epidemic of the 80s and 90s? Oh, Lord, I don't need to know. But I did the school edition. I'm sorry. That is a, cor- that is a yes. statement that is needed to be corrected. I did the school edition. So we built the set. And the set were these chicken wire, huge ass, like, five by, like, ten, like, big gigantic things yeah and they shoved literal trash we went and dumpster dived and threw on these toys and threw on these like trash can things and i swear i looked at that set and i looked at that cage and i stared at it and i had flashbacks (laughs) to doing rent school edition in middle school being like oh man we thought we were so edgy and we weren't and it looks like garbage now i'm just picturing like baby gina like oh, I have going some pictures. through the dumpster oh, I have some pictures. and getting like a ratty ass teddy bear <laughs> and just like sticking it into the wall. Like did they really my made favorite... you dumpster dive? No, we went through some of the old stuff. There was a habitat restore that was next door. Oh, that, okay. But we picked the stuff that was like 25 cents because we were a, it's a theater a, department. A theater, so you have no money. And we were a community like, like oh, community school, theater. Community, like, it was like a summer vacation, like, camp oh, thing. Oh, yeah, so we so had no money. Literally nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> You know, it makes a lot of sense to me for a middle school production of Rent because uh, Seasons of Love by itself just counts as a math lesson. <laughs> it's true. They hear, like, your teacher's pitching it, and I promise listeners we'll get back to NXT. I promise we'll get, back, we'll get back, we'll get back, we'll get but back. But your teacher's, like, uh, pitching it to the principal to, like, get it approved, and they're, oh like, they gosh. play him the first song, and they're, like, oh, this is great. This is perfect. This is, like, math and arts, like, integral none together. Of the, none of them will ever forget how many minutes there are in a year. Never. Yeah, this never. is great. And then the principal only listens to, like, one, yep. that first song, the first opener, and he's, like, approved. It's Nailed great. it. Nailed it. Perfect. Yep. So that was that the vibes that you were getting. The from vibe this match? I got was a middle school group of kids built and decided where to put the trash can <laughs> hanging, where to put the freaking sledgehammer, which was never used. I didn't even know there was there, a sledgehammer. There was a whole sledgehammer. There were tons of amazing I mean, weapons that were 
up for grabs, literally. In their defense, they did use a lot of they it. Did. They did, but I did not see a sledgehammer yeah, at so all. Yeah, so right behind. <gasps> was that a Triple H reference? <gasps> oh, oh no, he I'm was sad. there. He was there in the cage. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm oh. so sorry. <laughs> No, I brought the mood down. I'm so sorry. I was about to make a really bad joke and be like, my heart. Wait, wait, was it broken like his? <gasps> um, no. Also, I'm pretty sure that sledgehammer was a Peter Gabriel reference. Oh. <laughs> She'll be so upset with me right now. That was a good joke. End of show. Oh, my God. And cut. We're done. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so they had, I mean, it was <coughs> trash cans. Trash can lids, kendo sticks. Oh, yes. There was a toolbox, which is my absolute favorite thing that mm. they use. Um, there was a spot where... I choked on it. Sorry. Because there's sometimes, and I know Dog says this a lot with cage matches, how they think that... He thinks that people don't use the cage enough in still cage matches. Yeah. I feel like... This Dunn just immediately started throwing him into the cage. <laughs> and he like, was just like, oh, how can I hurt him? I heard the note from South Carolina. <laughs> I heard dogs. I heard David Two Dogs Hayes. He's a fan. <laughs> I know he is. And he says that I don't, we don't use the cage enough. Well, you know what? Here you go, sir. And just, I mean, throws Wait. him back Wait. and forth. Throws Wait. him into the trash can that's on the wall. Yes. Um, that was a fun spot. Yeah. and they, But I felt like they just used the cage They're, beautifully. Yes. Like they did a really good job with it. I mean, to be honest, they. I, I was expecting Dunn to carry this. I really yes. was. But I, he's... D'Angelo's doing All right, he, man. He is... <laughs> I, when he debuted, I was I oh, man. immediately with every fiber of my nope. being rejected this man. Like I was like, nope, this is this Guido ass bullshit that I that I am not here for. Like I cannot deal with the fake like joking on my spit. It's like you with the 2.0 guys. Wrong right? Walk Productions yes. would like to apologize to the Italian community. <laughs> I'm sorry, people who have seen this, they know what I'm talking about. Like, when he first debuted, these vignettes were just awful. Hey, I'm walking across the street here. This is, I'm in Brooklyn. Like, that's literally how he talked. It was, it, it was yeah. awful. So, I mean, he still talks that way, but he is. I, I, I love our Italian listeners. I yes. apologize, but that was the only way I knew how to describe it, and that's just how I'm going to go. <laughs> like, it's, I'm not the first one who has said that. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that is a, very bad stereotypical character type and it's called that and that was in the very beginning of the whole 2.0 brand switch yes where we were just inundated with all of these like crazy characters like they weren't even people no they are characters yeah so i feel like he has really gotten a handle and gotten over with the crowd (laughs) he can move he can do some and i even said in my notes here i I loved the drop from the top of the cage. That was awesome. That was dope. Yeah. I, and and Dunn sold that. Well, or, they had, sorry, had a... Dunn sold that. I was about to say... I've you, been trying. You're calling him by his government name. <laughs> it really hurt to say it that Are way. you not on, but like, I'm not gonna first be like, name basis anymore? Well, no, but I mean, with these mics, I'm so close. I don't want to be, like, like all the mm-hmm. way up on it and be like, Dunn. Well, I mean, Dunn. you just... You, you have to be you, you know? There you go. And there was the spot where 
it was with the toolbox, which I feel like that was a great. Spot. I just whenever there is a toolbox in a cage match, I just get really excited. I'm like, what's in there? Ooh, you know, like magic box. My like, you know, what is it? The violence part of me, or whatever it is that we call it, that just gets really giddy whenever there's violence that's going on. on that would be the violence part of you. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> whenever I see a toolbox, there's like you know tons of shit that could be in there and it's oh. super fun oh and he used the wrench beautifully with Whoa. his fingers and his tendies first he <laughs> he like closed the like <gasps> stomped on the toolbox He's with his hands in there curb stomped so it. you did that part with the fingies first and then he gets the wrench and then just like completely he, bends yeah he pulled like puts the finger in the part where you like like well, the, cir- gonna... the circular part where uh, we no, don't know tools. No, no, no. I was going to say what tightens the nut, but I, I was assuming he was going to make a joke about that. So that's why I was going to. He's not even paying attention. That's fine. Yeah. Tighten the nut. Yep. There it is. Okay. <laughs> that's all. Yes. Yeah. That's all you have to say. Or the bolt, I guess I should say. But yeah. anywho, so they, like he would shove his finger in there and then pull back and wrench back. He did. <laughs> a, he did like a full like. Wrench back. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> yes, he did. Okay, we'll keep going. And he did that, and then did the suplex off yeah. of the top. I'm was, just, it, it, was it was great. It was a really good match. And there Why was... were you worried about me? <laughs> <laughs> David, we're always worried about you. <laughs> You're our producer. We care about you, David. <laughs> but there was also another spot where. Um, D'Angelo zip ties oh. Dunn's hands behind his back <laughs> and he still somehow figures out a way to choke him out with yes. his hands and and but the first thing that I thought of was Elimination Chamber and the whole Ronda Rousey like one hand tied behind her back thing I'm like no, that's how you do it honestly <laughs> no one was gonna use that like Maybe that's why they got it. It's because they were like, oh, my gosh. Well, technically, um, Vengeance Day oh, no, happened before. before. You're right. See, my brain yeah. is out of order because of show brain and all of that. Yes. yes. We watched Elimination Chamber before we watched we Vengeance did. Day. We did. We did. So that happened before. So he yes. zip ties both of his hands behind his back and then is still able to somehow slip his head, D'Angelo's awesome. head into his elbow. Yes. And just like squeezes. <laughs> like... <laughs> He made that in his head. Also, um, he made that noise, and then he also made, like, the bam, bam. <gasps> oh, my gosh, punches. guys. I wish you guys could have heard <laughs> me laughing my ass off on my lunch break today, rewatching this, and literally hear him go, <laughs> like, <laughs> making noises. He punched him. See, I was like, D'Angelo, don't ever change. <laughs> don't ever change. You're perfect. Don't ever change. This is, you have peaked right here. That is it. Which is it's little character things like that <laughs> that I really appreciate. And I'm like, you know what? You're fine. You're a 2.0 guy that I'm I'm cool with. Yep. You know? Yep. So you go from me like you, you've just like having go away heat with me to, okay, I appreciate okay. this character. And <laughs> it, it has mellowed out a lot, lot, which I'm happy about. But so fast forward to the finish of this. Mm-hmm. It was probably one of the more crazier finishes of the night because so Tony raises him up because they have a they have a um, table that is just precariously just leaning in the corner. It's just looming. And the whole time the crowd is chanting the we want tables thing. And I just oh my gosh, part of me just wants one of them to look at them and be like, patience, 
we have we have to build to this i can't just throw them through the table right <laughs> so they started we want the we want tables chant like yeah five minutes in. it was very i'm like very early you, got, you guys are new like, you are so new i actually wanted to bring up how they have either picked very select people for that middle section mm-hmm. or they're finally letting actual fans back in and i can't decide which one it is so it's Be- a little bit of both and that's because they are actually letting fans back in because um but there is a stage manager that is there that is there kind is. of directing the there crowd because okay. i i listen to um the Russell talk podcast was it on there um and they were talking about someone who um was writing into them who because they were asking the same thing because mm-hmm. they were like it seems very unison which is really weird for an nxt crowd like nxt yeah. crowds are like notorious for like doing dual chants with one another and yeah. kind of fighting each other with the chants. and like there was like snippets of that back again mm-hmm. with this one which is why i started being like oh like i don't hear as much piping in which i don't think they did as much but no, i think it was because some, they had that center section that i think that they were that actually controlling bananas and they were saying like yeah there's a person that's kind of like a stage manager or like a crowd manager that kind of just like tells you who to cheer for and like what chance to do and like if you're being loud enough if you're doing the right thing you know the scene in shrek where they're holding up applause <laughs> and then <laughs> flip it flip it yes, yes that it's like that but i hope it is i i haven't seen any um actual signs so i guess maybe they come out during commercial break or all something. right guys this next event is gonna be this you're gonna cheer for you in the purple shirt you're gonna cheer for this guy and you know how i feel about that like don't tell me how to feel <laughs> don't tell me what to do don't tell me what to do and don't tell me how to feel like <laughs> i want to chant for who i want to chant for and if i were there the i would button. sit in the middle section on purpose and then go against what their cheer is because i i don't like that stuff no it's not organic to no. me which is the same reason why we have such issue with the piped in noise in the crowd because it's just it it's not organic like you're trying to skew us into a direction that you want us to go in yeah but that's not the purpose of live events like if you wanted to do that you could do that at like for your video game or for like a pre-recorded thing like you can do whatever you want to with that but for a live event that people are watching live Mm -hmm. you're gonna know like when we were watching elimination chamber they panned to the crowd and they were there was a uh goldberg chant that nobody Nobody was was doing (laughs) like it was very clear that they were not doing it well the thing that i guess that i'm confused about with this crowd and with this is that are they then and it's going to be a match the the main event match but most of the crowd was cheering for people that I was not expecting them to because yeah. I was expecting the chant for Braun Breaker, the chants for like this, like the other, like I was expecting them to be chanting fully for Braun Breaker, but we'll talk more in detail about that. Yeah. But, that's so interesting. That's what I was, that's why I'm having a confused feeling about it is that, so are they actually listening to what they're being told to do or are they just being NXT and just saying, no, we're going to cheer for what we want? I mean, they, they might be, there might be that like middle section that's doing what they're supposed to be yeah. doing. Cause they're the people that they bring in. But when you let live fans come in, yeah. you know, like they're going to do, they're going to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Cause the Santos cheers were so strong. They were very loud. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we'll get yes, but back to this. You have the finish. <laughs> Tony goes to hit him with a crowbar, right? Because that's been their thing. Yes. That's, that started back at war games. Tony somehow like, I almost yelled it. Um, snuck in 
a crowbar. He did. He did. And that's how he beat Dunn, and that's how this whole feud started. Yep. So Tony goes to pull a crowbar out, and Dunn has hidden one ever so cleverly in the corner by the door. <laughs> and he pulls it out without uh, D'Angelo seeing it, mm-hmm. and, and then just runs him boom. through with it. Also, before that, Pete Dunn completely obliterated him with a cricket bat, oh, that- and it completely splintered in two, oh. like, over his back. How did I forget that one? Yeah. It, at first, I thought it was a kendo stick, like, a bunch of them together, and oh. then apparently his thing has been the cricket bat. Oh, that's what I, I thought it was kendo sticks, too. That's why I was mm-hmm. like, when you said cricket bat, I was like, oh, I missed that one. Yeah. So his thing's been the cricket bat, that's and cool. Tony's has been the crowbar. Okay, guys. Which I think okay. it makes sense with their characters. Yeah. Um, but he... Tony goes to hit him with crowbar. Pete has one of his own, hits him in the stomach, and does a bitter end on the broken table. It was because nice. earlier Pete had thrown D'Angelo, done a power bomb like through the table, and so it was mm-hmm. like already broken. I mean, Tony took the bitter end on his face, full face, on to the broken table. It, yeah, like it was. There was no dodging it. Nah, like <laughs> it was. It was nasty. <laughs> Like, it was really good. And Pete Dunn wins. Yay! I was kind of surprised because they've been really putting over their 2.0 guys. Yeah. And Pete is not one of those guys. Yeah. So I was fully, like, ready to see an entire night of just 2.0 people winning. Um, But it was, I felt like this made sense because he's the bruiser weight and, like, he's he's super brutal. Like, it makes sense that he would win this, you know, steel cage match. So I gave it a four. I honestly would agree like, with Like, I thought it was really, really good. Truthfully, I don't know if I've they, ever given an opener a four before. Not even that, but a 2.0 opener. Yeah. I well, definitely not. No. I haven't given. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, so yeah, I, I gave it a four. I thought it was really good. I think that's fair. And yes, listeners, we are still doing regals, even yes. though he is not with us anymore. Um, I thought about it and i was like oh maybe we should change no. it no no he he brought us what to the dance we do? and Four we paint will... cans <sighs> god or paint splatters paint splatters no that's what no. they call them now the paint splattered brand Ew. it's not the black and gold brand anymore it's Ew. the paint splattered brand Ew. i know it's weird so no no paint splatters you could always measure it in h's <clears throat> like a, a, a top score is a triple h <gasps> oh table that I'll think about that. I'll think both. Well, he's still technically here. I know, but <laughs> I am going to think about that. That was a good idea. Good job, David. So job. we literally, after every single match, is a vignette, is a stupid little vignette, <sighs> and they're so basically, it's like they took a takeover and a regular episode of NXT yes. and just m- tried to mesh it together. That's exactly what it was. And I just don't think it works at all. No. Like you, you have this like really awesome, like heart pounding match. And then you go into this like silly training montage with Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade. Like it doesn't, uh, it doesn't make sense. I just, it also not only doesn't make sense, like for the, just watching and the viewing but character wise like okay how does this build your characters how does this make them prepare for whatever the next match is or whatever like how does like how does this build i don't understand like other than them being like oh we're wacky at five in the morning and we're gonna go work out like when has raquel ever been the one that's like like the 
wacky 90s sitcom kind of like yeah it, that's what it felt like and I was like yeah like Cora Jade yeah I can see that passing but Raquel no like I think part of that is they're they're throwing these people together because they're trying to have give them something to do exactly and also <clears throat> what is happening is that this these vignettes are not character driven at all they are event driven yeah. so those they think is the same right so they are like oh we're gonna build up the the women's dusty tag team classic that's coming up right so we're gonna put this vignette in there with Raquel and Cora because they're a team we don't care what they actually say as long as they talk about the dusty cup right so, so they so that's why like the characters are shit because they're not like focused on the character they're focused on the event that they're talking about wait a minute so remember how we were bitching earlier at Vic Joseph sorry Vic we love you dearly but how we were you said oh this is a limited commercial yes this entire thing was a commercial then because mm. they're come they're literally advertising their own stuff yeah on top of their own stuff with Elimination Chamber on top of yeah so it's like commercial inception <laughs> i didn't i don't remember what the theme of inception is Bom. there, there it is thank you <laughs> thank you movie expert yeah i i was like i don't have a top to spin sorry so i i mean i'm i'm not going to talk about every single vignette because no, there Lord, were no. so many so i'm just gonna yeah I, trust I, me listeners they were dumb yeah. they were all dumb poor dakota that's I all know. i'm gonna say about that one poor dakota i know so after the steel cage match, we have the women's tag team championship match with toxic attraction and versus Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada. That's a great name. Persia Parada. Persia Parada. It's, it's good. Here's <laughs> the tingles. <laughs> you know that's in Lanking? Mufasa. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Persia Parada. So this is, this is the, problem or one of the problems i have with toxic attraction i think that all three of them mandy rose included mm -hmm. are all pretty good wrestlers i'm not going to say that they're great yeah i i think Gigi dolan is above all of them i agree i think i think she has the most promise out yes. of the three of them absolutely my issue is that they the only thing that they convey is the message of oh my god we're so sexy boobies right like but. we there's nothing else to us no except that we are sexy it's, and it, i have an issue with that because that's not it right like that's yeah. that's not going to convince me now it may convince like the 13 14 year old boy that they're wanting to watch <laughs> this that they are good wrestlers but it's not convincing me to the people who actually know wrestling. Right. And I can under, I can, yes, I know like back in the attitude era yeah. when women, when the standards for women were very, very low when it came to, the ground to being a wrestler, right? Like they were actually buried underneath, like mm -hmm. the bar was buried in the ground back then. Right. <laughs> but now we have taken the bar and we've dug it up and now it's even on par. And in some feds even mm -hmm. higher than the men mm -hmm. i think this is taking an extremely like 
huge hit to the bar and making go back down into the ground when you do this i mean it's feet back it's not steps back it's feet back well i mean it just goes i mean even just the very opening vignette when all they're doing is just like lounging by in the pool in a bikini or on their bed like in like really revealing clothes like texting like even stuff like that it makes me forget that they are a wrestler and it to me it diminishes the amount of hard work that they've put into training i think the thing that also i am having a hard time with is like like what we said earlier with go all in one way or the other Mm -hmm. so if only a select few of your women's wrestlers are dressed like this for sexual appeal then what are you saying about your other wrestlers that you quote do not think are the idealized body mm-hmm. what do you say about i mean i'm gonna be honest people who are not white yeah like i'm just gonna throw that out there because well, i yeah, mean, all three of them all are. three of them are i mean Gigi Dolan is fl- fluorescent like me. Like she is fluorescently white. And when, with that highlighter orange hair, which is dope, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, that's what I, that's what I don't get. It's like, okay, so like, obviously you guys have preferences for these or, you know, he who shall not be named has mm-hmm. preference for them. But I don't know. Like I'm not advocating for them all to be sexy. Cause I, you know how I feel about that, Yeah. but it's saying more that those three women specifically are the super idolized sexy ones. No, I agree. And then you look at the people who they are up against in this match, who I think, I mean, everybody struggled, I think, in this match. This was by yes. far my least favorite. Yeah, this and one I was I hate tough. that because I, I love Indy. You know how and I, I feel. And I do love Persia. I think Persia mm-hmm. is really like has really shown up very quickly she did like, a, a beautiful move i think she did better than indy she ran honestly. laps she ran laps there was a moment where she double stacked Gigi and oh, what's her name jc thank you jc um and like on top of each other and then did a slam yeah with both of them it was beautiful it was done marvelously it was very bianca belair yes. style right like yes. you just kind of lift people she lifts people up like with it's ease nothing and throws them like it's, it's great it's really fun to watch yes um but i thought it was really interesting because mandy was ringside and she's women's champ- champion right now Ugh. and so she interferes mm-hmm. like the in the first five minutes and then and is, it is blatantly oh yeah and she gets thrown out which i wrote yay like it was <laughs> but it, it was just it felt very planned you know exactly. like there were there were moments where she i think she tried to interfere beforehand and didn't get noticed yeah so she tried to blatantly interfere multiple times to get the ref to notice her you know what it was what if she like had to be somewhere and be like hey guys like my mom's having like a surgery and i have to be here and then like book it out of here because it's not like we see her again yeah i'm just joking but you know what i mean like she had somewhere to be she 
she was like, oh, just go ahead and eject me. I got to go. Like, yeah, maybe. Because she, well, she came back out at the end of the match. That is, like, yes, after, that is true. Yeah, at the finish. But like, it was, it was strange. It felt very forced. Yeah. And very, like she was trying normally, to do it multiple times. Normally they build, you yes. know, it's like, oh, ha, ha, like rough didn't see it. Like, huh. And then like. Right. They do like, like a simple like leg sweep when they're yes. on the apron. And then. And then they grab away. the rope while the yes. person's trying to go up. And yeah, mm-hmm. but there was no build. Yeah. There, this, it was all over the place. I feel like, because like Gigi and Indy, whenever they would go in together, like it was very clunky. Like yeah. even you could tell even in the picture in picture commercial, yeah. it was very slow and yes. really clunky. And it, I don't know. It, it was kind of disappointing. It because was. Indy was on a hot streak for a while when she was with Candace and then Candace leaves and you know, I guess she just kind of is floating because the whole, the way kind of break up, mm-hmm. like kind of silently. So she doesn't really have anywhere to go. So now she's with her quote unquote best friend, Persia, who has been her best friend forever. And we just never have seen her. Yeah. She just <laughs> magically appears. Like one day she's like, yeah, we're best friends. I'm like, okay. You like weren't even in her wedding. Like what? Yeah. Like, you you went to the, um, the bachelorette thing at oh, the dinner okay yeah that's that right. was the she first time there. we saw her yeah so it i just i didn't enjoy this one Mm-mm. and the finish was i, I don't even lackluster i i don't even know what it was called like the announcers didn't even say anything which i have noticed since the rebrand they have not been calling moves no as much on commentary because Which is the I, whole reason that i really enjoyed watching nxt because i didn't know what the hell i was watching and then they explained <laughs> to me well and even i mean i i know a little bit more than than you do and even i'm relying on what they're saying because yeah. i don't know the difference between specific moves and half of them are made up to fit with a character that's literally like right. the point like i think Braun breaker's finish was the only one that was actually said on commentary like i it's just little things sense. little things like that it's Break like you don't think we're paying attention but like husband get it together husband wade are you listening barrett <laughs> where are you <laughs> do better do better but it's fine Your shit together. <laughs> do better but it's fine but it's not <laughs> i love you bye <laughs> so the finish is this it's a hit combo finish with toxic attraction and yep. they retain i gave it a three it was it was fine it was okay i honestly would have given it a two i mean it was still there were still moments of it that he, were that, that okay. double stack was pretty dope yes i think that that saved it for honestly. me that saved it from a two and a half to a three That's for fair. me um the only vignette that i actually really enjoyed was la knight and grayson waller <laughs> see I disagreed with that. Oh, but that's, you didn't like but that? But that's also because I, because I was just like, I'm supposed to be rooting for LA Knight right now. It's weird. I don't like this. I don't accept this. He and is, honestly, I was just like, I, I can't because he's still a douche bagel. And I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it, man. He can still be a face and a douche bagel at the same time. That's fair. He that's can. Fair. That's That's an acceptable thing. I also just kept staring at these officers who are clearly not officers who just borrowed knockoff sheep gear it was a tactical vest it was like, not even no didn't even say police on it no I'm not like, even like you could have put like literally like you know just like whatever security like and nope part of me wishes that they were like like fake jobbers that oh, were yeah. on la Knight's side who oh, yeah. just like snuck in and then 
completely turned on Grayson. And oh, see, that, that would have been, been funny. Dope. That would have been awesome. So oh, I paid them off with all my money that I have. Yeah, because he has money that we haven't talked about. That whole, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, even though that was his entire mo when he first started. But whatever. We see. We we, we remember need to these write things for this. But so. Grayson Waller wants him arrested for something because he hit him. That's not how that that that's basically what it was. Uh, yeah, and I want to be like, you know, you're a wrestler, right? Like you're gonna get hit. Like, oh yeah, and then it's petty. It's petty, but I, I kind of love it because he still has go home heat from when he interrupted Johnny's farewell speech, and people yeah. still hate him for I it. I think I think honestly, he had to turn heel from that point on. I think that literally they were like well i think he did it on purpose because they knew johnny was leaving and they were like okay like something has to happen and someone you're gonna turn heel kid yeah and because he was kind of floating not knowing what to do and yeah that's fair i i think it it was the best thing for him i think was to do that because now he is established as the asshole that beat up johnny gargano on his last nxt show you know so I, i i think it's brilliant i think it's good it, that's good storytelling to me because now everybody has a reason to hate him. Yeah. And that's the thing that is hard for me with some of these characters, like even on Raw and SmackDown, it's hard for me to really get invested <laughs> and to know why I hate you, hate you, whether than just hating you to hate you. Yeah. Right. Like you have to give me a reason. Like there's a reason we hated like Dakota Kai mm-hmm. for a long time mm-hmm. because she you know attacked uh tegan we also had a reason to for a long time dislike raquel but that was more of just how (laughs) bad her botch was but there was a reason there's reasons exactly there's no reason for like why we hate but uh, the one thing i did want to understand for character wise because i did watch the last little bit of it because while i was skipping through Mm -hmm. he's going through la Knight's going through the (laughs) freaking legal jargon and he says on on page two and then throws about four sheets of paper behind him and looks at the very last one because that of how did you know that's what i was gonna say how did you know that because it's hilarious oh my gosh i was like that's like page like eight but whatever um but then he goes um you can't put a hand on me or something like that and i was just sitting there going he basically gets off on a technicality is what it is so the restraining order gets dropped because the on the second page which is really like the eighth page of the document (laughs) it says that you know grayson if grayson waller yeah touches him or then hits him then the restraining order is dropped and i first off whoever is a part of grayson's legal team needs to be fired because a restraining order is not even someone that that's not even what you use to get someone arrested that's not even how that works (laughs) that alone kept bothering me throughout the whole segment yeah because restraining order you want to be as far as freaking possible away from that person that's what a restraining but anyway you're not going to bring the police to their house yes, yes. i want a restraining order and to arrest that person that's arrest, not how this works arrest that man <laughs> arrest <laughs> so basically what we take away from it is la Knight's face now and this is just something that we have to accept <laughs> i hate it which is fine and then yeah more vignettes and more vignettes Dolph Ziggler's on NXT now, what? which we totally missed, Absolutely. but it's because we're not watching. Well, but he, apparently Tommaso Ciampa is on Raw or SmackDown. He's on Raw because oh. Dolph's on Raw. Oh. I think that they're, so basically 
now that Vince <laughs> is quote unquote in this. charge, <laughs> now we can do cross promoting. Oh, now we can talk about everybody. Now else's we can show. talk about NXT and acknowledge the fact that it exists, and not only do that, but have someone who's a prominent person on NXT come on and be commentary for your other show. Hmm. It's weird. It's weird mm. how we have now shifted to now that's okay to do. And now we're going to have all of these raw people come down and then have an, an extra NXT show on Friday. Yeah. So David, I don't know what? if you have heard about this, but there is now another NXT show on Friday nights to compete with Rampage called level up level up and it is only on peacock so i don't know what that is <laughs> we just found out tonight yes i am not the least bit surprised they're gonna milk every last penny out of this aew and uh, uh-huh. wwe war that they can uh-huh you know it makes sense because smackdown's not cutting it anymore <laughs> smackdown is literally not proof that smackdown yes. is failing yeah so they need something else to draw viewership which also you're putting it on Peacock, which is the service that someone has to pay for. And if you are an AEW fan, the likelihood that you actually have hey. a Peacock subscription is very low. Zero. Right? Like the, the logic here. I don't know. It's, it's like, baffling. There were two different commercials for it during this two-hour broadcast. We thought it was another um, pay-per-view coming up. We were like, but but then not really. I don't know. It'll... But do you even have enough people to exactly. do another show? Exactly. Like you have a you have two oh five live that's just sitting over there now, which is still technically a show. Hit my head against the mic. Who, uh, bonk, bonk, bonk. What's the name of the like multi millionaire that runs AEW? Tony Khan. Okay. Between Tony Khan and Vince McMahon and their multi billion dollar pissing contest, <laughs> we could do they a whole have episode. Tiny dicks. Yeah, I mean like uh, we we're not going to get political about it, but everyone outside of the wrestling world is like, Elon Musk, meh, Jeff Bezos, uh-huh. uh, man, fuck Vince McMahon and fuck Tony Khan. <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, like once I saw that, I immediately was like, nope, not watching it. Yeah, like why in the world would we? It it is our brand, and I I'm guessing at some point we'll probably cover it, but at the same time, like. I don't, I just think this is such a like direct competition thing. And I just want them to admit like, yeah, we see what each other does and we're trying to one up each other. Yeah, like just admit it because the fact that you're saying like, oh, we don't see what the other one does. We don't care. We're focusing on what our company is doing. I'm like that jealous girlfriend from middle school. Like, I don't care what he does anymore. He, yeah, can, he I, can date whoever he wants. I'm dating somebody else anyway. I'm so much happier. I'm happy. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Oh man. But I don't love him anymore. Yeah, so... (laughs) What? (laughs) I I just, I love when producer David just chimes in with random goat noises. Uh, That's an old Eliza Schlesinger reference. There it is. There it is. No, absolutely. And so you can do that whenever you want, because I love her. Um, He almost did it again. (laughs) But it's just, yeah... Dolph Ziggler wants a shot at the NXT title. <clears throat> so there's, Cause th- there's that, makes that sense. which I'm like, yeah, that's definitely believable, right? Yeah. Like he's going to come on a raw, a raw superstar 
is going to come on to an NXT show, win that title and bring it back to Raw. Like, I want you to do things that I'm going to actually believe can happen and not just, like, throw some shit at the wall and and make me believe it's going to stick. The dumb from the writers on SmackDown and Raw and for Elimination Chamber Mm -hmm. and all of that is starting to seep a little bit Mm. into the writers here. It's the same ones. Like so, it is officially the same one. I mean, they're, they're all the same run- kids. Yeah, they're the same kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The second second graders that are writing this, yes, they are all in the same class. <laughs> oh god, that's, yeah. I'm actually imagining like Vince McMahon yelling at these little like second graders with a ruler, being like, <laughs> "That's some good shit." Oh my god. Anyway, anywho, so North American championship match yes best match of the night 10 out of 10 by far it's carmelo hayes versus cameron grimes and of course cameron's in this so we're gonna love him yay but carmelo he was over from the start i think but he had some ways to go he did he did he was very green when he started yes but i really think because this was another one that we were talking about that we felt like okay cameron's gonna carry this like it's exactly be good because of him like they no. really worked well together. I, I, I even wrote beautiful pairing. They work wonderfully together. Yeah, like they really do. It was really they good. matched each other's energy. They matched each other's speed. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Carmelo moving a lot easier. Like there was ah. like a lot of hesitation gone. Like sometimes like when he was with bigger guys, mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, like he, he would do the moves that were really like high flying and all of that. But with this one, it was like he wasn't even thinking about it. Well, it's probably because Cameron and him have very similar exactly. styles. So exactly. they're both very like, I would say like Cameron or Carmelo is like chaotic neutral. Yes. And Cameron is chaotic, chaotic, right? Like he <laughs> chaotic I, good. I mean, yeah. I mean, he is now. Yes. He's a, he is a face now. Early on, he was chaotic evil. Yes. So you are better at D&D terms than I am. I really tried my hardest to make a D&D reference, and that definitely did not pan out. Oh. Chaotic, I, chaotic is not a thing, right? <laughs> oh, it will be now. I'm sure Dylan Rich can come up with a character that's chaotic, chaotic. I just thought about that when you said chaotic. I knew what you meant, which good, is why I said yeah. chaotic evil, chaotic good, but yeah. <laughs> You know what? My, if I ever do D&D again, my character will be chaotic, chaotic. I love just, it. I think you're just thinking of chaotic neutral. Is, is that what like, that yeah, is? They'll, they'll just chaos in either direction. Whatever they okay, feel like. So, okay. So, sorry, so, sorry D&D people. See, even I was incorrect. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, Cameron had confetti money when he came out. That was pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> Like, if, like oh, with, the, with the Street Profits, when they do the, like, confetti with the uh, solo cups, I'm, yeah. the first thing that I'm thinking of is, like, oh, my God, some stagehand is going to have to mop <sighs> up all of those. But with the money, for some reason, I didn't care. Yeah, that's, I was just that's like, easier to sweep up. Yeah, I guess, but... I don't know. It didn't bother me as much because I'm like, it's money. It's silly. It's great. (laughs) With the solo cups, I'm like, okay, this is excessive. It's also like, how do they even fall? Like, you know, like it's not like it's coming out at like such a velocity. It doesn't have the pretty fall of like, okay, we're I'm getting way too into this. It's okay. Anywho. So I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, there's a lot we could say about this one, but it is just like super duper good. And yeah, I mean, I, I gave it a four and a half. I, 
honestly. To be honest, like it was, it wasn't perfect. No, I wasn't going to go full five, but mm-hmm. if I could do 0.75, I would have. I will not allow it. Charles is on my side. It doesn't Thanks, matter. Charles. Charles is not here. <laughs> it is us. We are not doing points. We talk about this every show. We are not doing points <laughs> like that. What is that, David? Chaotic neutral? You, you can't have two and a half H's. There you go. That's true. You have to commit to now, the full see, H. Don't, don't bring logic into what I talk about. That's no. <laughs> don't bring logic into wrestling. That's no. Who does that? Who does? <laughs> also, that was a lovely poor sound. That was. Oh, I didn't even hear it. Oh, I wasn't no, it even was thinking. great. But my big question for this match mm-hmm. is like, where does Cameron go from here? You did because mention that. I don't think they see him as a main event champion i think they see him as a mid-card champion and there's there's a place for that right but i i I, the only thing that i did not like about this was the outcome and the finish of it like i really felt like cameron should have taken this because it it wouldn't have hurt carmelo at all to lose this match because one it was a really solid good match it was like it was a lot of back and forth a lot of false finishes like all of them were hitting every single move like it was super duper good he he was not going to come out bad if he lost this match and cameron has been floating around in this like mid-card land right he had the million dollar championship but like it doesn't exist anymore right like it never really fully existed so he so he had that championship but like now that one's gone because ted dibiase's gone so he's <laughs> he was like i'm done yeah which is fine like don't as, blame him at all as a legend should when yes. they come back right you, you come in you come in you do your little thing you build up the younger the stars <laughs> exactly and you and you marry poppins it out of there right like you just you just leave which is fine but I don't think they see him as a like NXT championship material. See, it's funny because I was thinking the exact same thing about like how you could reverse that for Carmelo too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they see him as that yet either. See, I disagree with you. I think they do. You, they do. I think they do hmm. because he has looked strong consecu- like consistently throughout, right? He has not had any dip. So he, ha- he has had the Braun Breaker treatment when it comes to the North American title. Yes. Right? They have just kind of slid him in there, and there's no questions about it. We're just supposed to accept that this is who we're pushing, right? But I could see Carmelo going against Braun Breaker. I don't think they see Cameron going against him. That's true. So why not just have Cameron win this, have him be the North American champion, and then and then Carmelo move on? Because that's what the mid card title is supposed to do. It's supposed to elevate people and showcase them and basically be trial for them to see if they could be seen as a main card belt holder, right? But with with Cameron, I don't think they see him as that. So why not just give him the the North American belt yeah. and then have Carmelo move on and do something else? Yeah. Like it doesn't make either one of them look weak. That's fair. That is fair. So I'd be I will be interested to see like where he goes. And yeah. I mean, I don't 
necessarily care if Cameron wins the top belt. Like, I just want him to have something. Yeah, because you, you had said, well, he's gone through everybody else. Now what? Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's the problem that WWE is having across the board because they keep firing everybody with their well that and with their champions they just keep putting them up against the same people so then their then their challengers don't look credible anymore because they keep losing yeah so it'll be interesting to see like who comes out of that like does Roderick Strong go for it now like yeah because he's still here I forgot about that you know like I I just can't no one else comes to mind you know who right now you know who could have and should have like come up and actually I'm pissed that they were not more involved in this was Dexter Loomis. He wasn't on the card at all. He, he had a vignette with Indy at the end of her match and that was it. Right. It could, I would kill to see more Cameron and, and well, Dexter Loomis stuff. And I'm not saying that he, they will do it anymore, but I'm saying yeah. like, I feel like they see both of those men well, Dexter, in the same light. Yeah. I could see that. Cause Dexter could be the next person to challenge Carmelo. Yeah. Because he was in the North American title picture when Johnny was still here and when they had that awesome ladder match when Bronson was still here too. But I'm worried that they they are starting to see him more like Cameron now. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm worried about Mm -hmm. is that he's not even on this. Like he didn't even wrestle. Well, they also didn't have a women's championship match Yes, that is fair. That is true. (laughs) Yes. I noticed that about halfway through the show. No, well, I just meant more of like, like where does he go from here? I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where does Dexter Loomis and both of these men go from now? I don't know. Guess we'll see. <laughs> Guess we shall see. So, our next match is the men's tag team championship match, which was, well, sorry, it's not for the championship. It was for the Dusty Rhodes Classic yes. final, which yes. if you win, you get a shot at, at Imperium, who are now, who are the tag team champs now which i'm i'm fine with them i love them we'll also talk about that later oh yeah about that little promo they had so i actually missed the entire we both tournament and i had not a clue i was just like you know what i'm taking a break from this show because it's just making me sad and Mm -hmm. then when i decided to take a break it was during the thing that makes me the most happy (laughs) so there's some irony there i know but so this was the final of that, and the women's is starting next week. Yes. Which is interesting because usually they run at the same time. Yeah, I wonder why they chose that. I don't know, but because they were advertising it during this show yes. for the women's to start. I think it's, I think it's, it's technically Well, this technically week. tonight, Yeah, I guess. technically no. But um, so the final finals match was between the Creed Brothers, which are with Diamond Mind, mm-hmm. versus MSK. And... I felt like this was surprisingly a good match because the Creed brothers have kind of been definitely not the forefront Mm-mm. of Diamond Mind because Diamond Mind did not have them at no. first. They The two people that they had um, are now no longer with the company. <laughs> so they had to completely change it up. And I feel like... I feel like they're a better fit than the other two were just because they, they're kind of the more of the, of the, no, she is. Yeah. Okay, I was sorry, saying, I'm going through my brain. I was saying, uh, Tyler Rust and Rust, the, um, I I'm so remember. sorry. I can't remember the Japanese guy's name. Yes. Um, but those two, they've been released. Yes. Um, and they brought in the Creed brothers. Um, I just feel like they're a, 
a better fit because mm-hmm. the other two were more like Roderick Strong. Yes. And kind of more like fast and wiry and kind of, you know, yes. energetic where the, these he, guys are just the, brute strength. Yes. Right. Um, they look like they don't speak a lot of English, but can mess some people up. Yeah. And those are. Or just speak in general. Those are. <laughs> they just don't look like they speak they, at all. I don't think they do. I think yeah. I've heard them speak once during a promo and I was like, that's why we don't. It's why we don't right? hear young boys. <laughs> but. Malcolm Bivens what is a just a national treasure. He comes out to the ring and he has this towel. <laughs> and it says, never give up on it. Hmm. Like the John Cena towel. Sounds familiar. Right? Very uplifting, very, um, yeah. you know, motivational. Then he turns it around and it says, nah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> like just... And see that stuff gives me uh, hope, and it's like, yes, this is good. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a good match. I felt like <clears throat> MSK. I mean, I've I've been a fan of MSK for a while. Um, they did the awesome push off spinny move that I still don't know uh, the name of, and they did it lovely on that match or in that match, off of the ring. They did it like it from the apron. Awesome, it was pretty great. <laughs> and they there was one move in particular with. Um, Oh, God, why am I blanking? It's not Wesley, but it's the other guy. No, sorry, it is Wesley. Yeah. Yes. So Wesley was on the apron, and one of the Creed brothers just shoulder checks him off of the apron. Oh, and he freaking... And onto the announce table. He just, like, flew. I heard his back realign. Yeah. Like, Like, oh, it was great. (laughs) Like, it was really cool. It was dope. So the finish on this was kind of weird. Yeah. We had to, you had to go back and rewind three times. I did because I thought I missed it because it literally looked like he just pounced on him like a cat and then pinned him. But apparently it, from what I saw, yeah, it looked like it was a, a lariat. Cause it wasn't kinda. a full chop cause his hand wasn't open. Mm-hmm. But but he didn't run because every time I see a lariat, I see someone running to someone. The one that comes to mind with the arm is bar across the crazy one that Brody Lee did, yes. where it was what it was called. I think it's called the discus lariat, where yes. he just ran from rope to rope, and I mean, and then fli- I mean, people just they lipped in half, like yeah. it was crazy. But they're usually standing, and um, one of the MSK guys was was laying uh, kind of almost like sitting upright yeah, on the ground it wasn't and then like he, he did the lariat yes. like it was it was really strange i don't know if it was if uh nash carter was supposed to be standing up or instead if of something just happened or if, i don't anyway it was weird mm-hmm. and there were a couple of other spots like that throughout so i i gave it a three and a half yeah like they because covered. it was all right but it was there were enough like things and i'm like okay they just covered that like nitpicky kind of things that we would see sharp and i mean it was it was good it was fine i gave it a three and a half that's fair it was it was still a good fun match um the only other vignette that i will talk about (laughs) is after this uh we cut to commercial like the 15th commercial of the night because it was on sci-fi this time this, yeah, instead that's of true. Uh, the other channel. Oh, that is true. I yeah. forgot about that. Because the because the Olympics, oh, yeah. the Olympics <laughs> are going on. The Olympics. Um. So we cut back from commercial, and it's Imperium, and they're standing in the middle of the ring, and 
for listeners who don't know, Walter is no longer called Walter anymore. I hate it. He is called Gunter. Gunter. Not Gunther. Gunter. And everybody hates it. We all do. And like... (laughs) That, that I just I don't I don't understand it. I think is why I hate it because why you had like NXT UK. When you think of NXT UK, you think of the Walter Chance. Yeah, right because he was the longest they reigning champion. They did it after he said his name. They did. So you have a built-in like I just don't understand WWE's philosophy of okay, well you're going to move up to the main roster now, so we're going to completely we're going to change your name, we're going to change your gimmick, we're going to change your look, we're going to change everything about you, and just completely forget and erase the entire like year yeah. or two or however long you've been in developmental. We're going to forget all of that and we're going to erase all of the fan base. Yeah. That you've built up because the people who are now ch- chanting Walter sure as hell are not going to chant Gunter yeah. now, right? Because they're pissed because they want to chant Walter because Walter is badass. But right. I think that the reason behind it, as horrible as this is, is for rights of their name. Oh, I know it is, and it's just, and that's why I hate it even more. And that's the thing. It's like it's not like it's because it's a creative idea. Mm-hmm. All of the names are shit that they give them after. Yeah. Having a really badass name. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. Like, they're like, this is like, this is as close as we can get to being really badass and it's close to what your original name was. But it's just, it just, why? You have enough money. Stop being greedy. There's no point in it. You fucking dicks. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I think we just saw Gina break. (laughs) What offensive fucking language. Are you proud of me, Ma? <laughs> I mean, you should be proud of us. There's like, a sentence I don't ever want to hear you say ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sandra. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think the um, the host of the other show are rubbing off on us a bit. Oops. <laughs> but yeah, they have a whole vignette where they're in the middle of the ring and Walter starts talking and they start booing him immediately because Alicia, the announcer is uh introduces them as imperium with gunther Mm. and then he cuts her off and says it is pronounced gunther as you hear in the background walter Walter. (laughs) it's horrible half walters half booze just straight booze i know and I, i i i hate it because you can see that He's trying to make it work because he's been told to make it work. You see the the little f- fire in his eyes just slowly kind diminishing, of dying just ever so slightly. But this is the other reason why I was talking about the audience because of this moment right here. Yeah, because no, they don't want anybody chanting that. Yeah, that's true. They want Gunter. No, which, we don't. I, <laughs> we don't. No one does, but they do. Yeah, but not a single per. Even the middle section was like, "Whoa!" They were the ones freaking losing their minds the yeah. most about They're that. They're like, "No, we're not going to do like, this." What are you going to do? <laughs> Kick us all out? The only <laughs> thing, good thing that came out of this was uh, Solo Sokoa, aka the other Uso, came out, and it's now going to be him and Walter, which, which is I'm very like, exciting. Okay, 
I'm I'm okay with that. And he and they he, did start chanting he, Uso. He, they did, but he also said that he was gonna make him his bitch, and it made me laugh. <laughs> you laughed so hard. He was like, "I'm gonna make you my bitch." And I was like, "Oh, oh my gosh!" Like, and I was, was like, great. "Yeah!" It was great. I loved it. So see, classic promo stuff works for a reason, ladies and gentlemen. He came in and he saved it, and it was it, it was, was great. great. So I'm gonna make you my we also had Dolph Ziggler come in and Mm-mm. cut a promo about Champa, but whatever, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> and you love Dolph Ziggler, I do, I really do. I I didn't want to bring up how heartbreaking that must be for you, <laughs> how much pain you must be in. Dolph Ziggler, I gosh, I, I'm having flashbacks can, to 2000s Dolph Ziggler, 20 2010s. Oh lord, yeah. <laughs> I would say Dolph Ziggler is the original wrestling husband for me. Oh, he was your first and I true re- love. <laughs> I really feel like he was, and now I just don't. Which is hilarious because yeah. there's nothing about you that enjoys pink. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing about you that enjoys pink. I, I I can't explain it to you. Nope. He came out and he just you know I was I was hooked. Your little wedding singer heart just exploded. That's what it was. He was so, so wedding singer. And that's what it was. Absolutely. So our main event of the night was for the NXT championship with Santos Escobar versus Braun Breaker. And Legato just looks so cool. I, I like, did. I did uh, know either the goatee is different. Or his hair down is different. I'm so used to seeing it with the something like I, I took me a second to stare at him. And oh, be you like, mean Escobar? Yes. yes. Okay. With uh, with Santos. Uh huh. Um, because I kept staring at him, being like, "Is something different?" Or I just haven't seen your beautiful face in that long. I th- it's that, and was it I like think it's the hair? It's okay, because he usually has his hair back, and he had it down. I think that's must what because that's what yeah. I wrote. I was like, "Is it the goatee?" Because it's not bad. I just I kept staring at him, and he looked different. But they all came out and Ooh. just oh, I they all that had the suits she on. Had on. It was awesome. That, that I had honestly, a that I wanted honestly, that outfit so bad. <laughs> that honestly was going to be my runner-up EST. Oh, really? Was just that top she had. Just the top. Just that top she had. <laughs> it's so it's for friends who haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. It's this beautiful, like I, I don't know what the style is. Like what I imagine, it's like that cottagecore kind of feel, where it's like a peasant top almost feel. Yeah. But it's crop top. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's got like a poofier sleeve. Um, and then like the style where it like goes around the cups and stuff. It's the sweetheart neckline. Sweetheart neckline. Thank you. With the like poofy sleeves. Yes. And it sounds not great. Yeah. Right. But like on her, it was awesome. It also was when it turned and when the lights hit it, it changed and transformed from purples to greens to blues Mm -hmm. to, it was so hot. It was so cool. (laughs) Yeah. That's my runner up EST. Is that top? Is that top? Electra Lopez in that top. And Electra Lopez. Yes. She's fabulous in that top. I just wish that, because I saw that Legato, um, the tag team, um, went out in the first round of the Dusty Classic. I don't know why they keep I don't pooping know. on them. I don't know what to do with them. I don't think. But that's the thing. It's like, there's so much they can do with them. I, I, I If they put yeah. enough effort into it. I think that's the thing. They don't want to. They're, Yeah. They just don't. they just really don't want to because <laughs> well, Santos Escobar the... is just 
money on a platter. It's the same with the Grizzled Young Vets, right? It's the same thing. That would be Just put them together. Love that. Just go ahead and have them have a match. Sure. Let's go. Let's do it. (laughs) Book it. Let's run it. Hunter. So. Can I still call out to you, Hunter? He still listens. I, okay, good. It's okay. I don't know what they're telling you, but you're still in charge. You're still, gri- you're still <laughs> you're in charge still in of, of our show. You're still in charge. So, Braun Breaker, I think, had the most elaborate entrance of the entire night. <laughs> it, he starts out when it looks like he's in a studio somewhere, and he lights this backdrop that is the big V, and he lights it on fire, which I'm yeah. like, why was that not at the beginning of the show? Why was that not this? You know how they used to have those yes. centerpieces that just stayed there the entire time and sometimes they jump off of them? Yes. Like, EO. I, I was like, it was just a uh, banner, like a graphic across the screen. Yeah. Um, but for his entrance, he gets the, like, he gets to light up the burning V. Like, it doesn't, I don't like, know. That should have been the first thing we saw well he does that and then it cuts to him coming out and there's smoke and there's lights and there's music and it feels like that heels entrance when they got the new fog machines and it's like it's like 50 fog machines just (laughs) all like turned into one like section of his entrance and i was just like this is excessive this is a lot like no one had any entrances and i know why now because it all went to this absolutely no one fog machines it's like it's the cody Rhodes entrance right like it's <laughs> it's like nobody gets an entrance but like he gets to like rise up from the ground and the lights are on him and he's like coming from heaven well not anymore i i know but that i'm just saying in past <laughs> yes, tense it like, is that's true what it was like and it, that's what my mind went to immediately and i was like okay i get he's your champion but at the same time you had three other sets of champions on this show mm-hmm. And they didn't, but they're get, not as important as the main one. Okay, obviously. sure, that's the message that we're getting. Yes, but he came out to a lot of booze, a ton. Which a I don't know ton. if this is because we haven't been watching the main product, but I didn't understand it. Yeah, not at all. I didn't understand why I, he I, had booze. He was. It was consistently throughout. Yes, and the that that wouldn't be fed in. Right? They wouldn't feed that in. I don't know. Sometimes they do pipe in booze when they want you to believe that this person's a heel. But it's also like, what has he done to be a heel? That's the thing. I don't know. So, and then that might be just because we haven't watched and we don't know. I don't know. Sorry, listeners. But it it seems weird to me. Mm -hmm. Because that middle section was getting pretty intense about it. They were. And, but also if you think back to war games... The, the 2.0 team were the heels in that match. They were. And that was something that we actually had an issue with mm-hmm. because the message that we got was that this new brand that we're forcing you to like are the bad guys. Which makes no sense. But, but I mean, like, if we're keeping that logic, then, then I'm okay with it. Right? Because yes. if you're playing him as this big huge monster that's coming in and just taking over and there's nothing you can do about it that's that type of heel Mm -hmm. i'm fine with that yeah but again i need to have a reason to not like you like there needs to be a reason why i'm booing you that's the whole escapism of it right like you have to 
You have to draw me in and give me a reason to why. Don't tell me how I to feel. Do like you or I don't like you. Yep. Like I have to make that decision. Yes. And don't tell me just to boo him. Right. I need to know why. Yeah. And I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe there's something going on that we don't know. But at the same time, it felt very out of place for me because Santos is usually the heel. In the situ- in any match, I yes. mean, the match that comes to my mind is him and Jordan Devlin oh. for the unification of the cruiserweight title. Man, still guys. one of the best cruiserweight matches I think I've ever seen. Awesome, but it was very clear who the heel and who the face was in that. Yeah, this one it felt like it was like they had wanted Santos to be the heel, mm-hmm. but that the crowd changed and turned on him and made yeah him the the face which yeah it's it's weird logic it's really weird and this match was really good it i surprisingly good yeah i mean bron can move he's got speed like honest speed yeah that was not coming out in his other previous matches i think what bothered me the most which actually brought the score down for me Mm -hmm. are the really weird interruptions that you have so like yes we we had because it didn't need it you had electra lopez who yes. for some reason hopped up on the apron and was trying to distract the ref yes and then as that after that happened dolph ziggler runs in yeah and clo or like uh spears santos Which, who is oh sorry not santos sorry braun yeah Sa- spears braun and then just runs out and is so, just standing there which right? i i don't get because i thought Oh no, he wants then. He wants the title. Yeah, he so, does. But okay, so it makes sense as to why he runs out. But I just don't understand why we have to have these interruptions. Yeah, because oh, they've been I'm doing sorry, that I was lately. mixing up the championships. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, that brings Tommaso out, who beats up Dolph on the outside to and distract everyone. There's confusion, and then Braun ah. is able to spear Santos in half. Yeah, that he, that was intense. Like it like missile out of a cannon yeah, he like he, just like completely yeah, yeah shot out at take him notes roman i mean it was it was brutal i mean Dolph's spear was actually pretty good too he so he's I'll always had that. a good spear we've talked about that in yes. previous ex, um previous conversations yes <laughs> <laughs> what well, yes quite right yes yes, yes quite right um so he spears escobar pretty much in half and <laughs> then dead. he does what i think they said the missile point that's his finisher sounds about right which he he has him on his shoulder kind of like Big E style yeah right for when he when biggie goes for the big ending yes but instead of just dropping him he does um um, oh gosh braun flips him over on his back and Mm -hmm. then slams him (laughs) which i'm sure you're like yes please and i'm like god no (laughs) i just got chills running down my back like yes and I, and I get chills in a different way for a different reason. <laughs> yeah, don't don't touch my back. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm like, please, break all of it. Break all my bones, please. Oh, please. Pop <laughs> all of them. So, it's just... <laughs> so, it was just a really weird, like, really weird, wonky kind of last two or so minutes. Mm-hmm. And I just... I. I I don't like the random running out. Like I understand like he, he wants to go for the title and Tommaso doesn't want him to, and they're in a feud. And so he's going to come out, but like, can't you do that at the beginning? 
Like, do you have to have it yeah. be in direct correlation with the finish? Like, they always assume it has to be at the very end of the show when with the main event. But when we obviously expect it mm-hmm. at this point now, because that's how it's always written. Right, exactly. So anyway, it's just stupid. It's yeah. stupid. Well, it didn't need to, because they already had a segment earlier on. Yeah. They did not need to interrupt this they, match. So not only did... Dolph have a interview. Tommaso did. Tommaso had a full on garage door promo. Yeah, which was amazing because Lovely, he it's is great and awesome, and I never want him to leave <laughs> because he's the last shred that I have holding on to this show. Yeah, and I, I have a feeling he's going up. I really up, do. Up? I really do. Why? They they keep <sighs> obviously mentioning how old he is. Yeah, but he... They seem to finally be this coming is, to their senses. This is no indicator that this is, like, actually what they're thinking because they have had people... <laughs> like, Bronson Reed was on oh. so many dark matches for um, raw and smackdown and then they let him go so i'm not saying that this is an indication that he's moving up but he has been on a lot of he's been backstage a lot he's been on main event he's been in a lot of dark matches on raw so and he was on commentary true. for raw this past monday so interesting for commentary i didn't realize that it was during Dolph's match hmm. so they're trying to play that feud up, which it makes sense. But at the same time, eventually, I think that is what it looks like. Or what if, because he is getting to quote that certain age of a wrestler, he is just wanting to move into a commentary position mm. and not retire. I mean, I think eventually, sure. Yeah. I think he would be great at it as like, but that's what uh, I mean, as a as color like, commentator. Um, if they plant the seed now sure. and he still wrestles and then he can come back to it. That's true. I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I would love to hear him on commentary. Yeah. I might, I might go and actually watch that. <laughs> Not really. I lied to myself. So I gave this match a three and a half. Yeah, I went three. Yeah, but three and a half. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a three and a half because they did work very well together. And I think any match that you put Santos in, yeah. he's going to elevate it. And bring a Lucha flair to it, even if his opponent is someone like Braun Breaker, who is not that style yeah. at all. But he's going to bring that flair to it. So, I mean, I still enjoyed it, yeah. even though I thought it was... I always cr- enjoy looking at that man. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> he pretty. <laughs> he pretty. I love it. So, that was the end of the show. It was. Um, It was pretty quick. I mean, I also did not talk about every single vignette. No, we don't need to. Because we didn't need to. It was we a lot of exposition to. and it was a lot of uh, yeah. what I think they call character building. I'm putting in extreme air quotes here, <laughs> listeners. Um, yes, this is how we develop our characters. So I would, I mean, I'd give the whole thing like a like a three and a half. Yeah, I was going to say three, three and a half. Because it, it was a lot better. It has improved. Then it has been. It was a lot better than some of the other ones that they did. It was definitely better than Halloween Havoc. Oh, I was, was just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> definitely better than Halloween Havoc. Mm. Um, yeah. So 
Do you want to move on to Ignorant Slut yes. and EST? Yes. So which one do you want to do first? <laughs> I don't think we have that one as a category. <laughs> do you want to do Ignorant Slut first? Sure. Okay. You go first. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I hate to say this. I really do. It's indie. Oh, mine was indie too. It's indie. <laughs> It's indie and it, I hate it. I it do murders my soul to say that it does. She, she was the only one that did not show up really that just either something happened. She just wasn't in the mindset. Something was not working for her and it, it showed yeah. visibly even to a very devout fan. Yeah. Um, and then I, I guess I was also just sad that it, like I wouldn't give him ignorance let but it did hurt to not see Dexter wrestling even in like a comedic quote comedic match. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it sucked to not see him there. No, I agree. And I, I put Indy as mine as well. Yeah. Um, she just didn't, she didn't perform as well. And I don't know if it is the tag team with her and Persia. Yeah. Um, Persia carried that match yeah. for her and literally I, she carried two of the opponents <laughs> on her back. Exactly. And I think she just works better with Candace. Yeah. I really do. I mean, that tag team was yeah. great. And I think she just works better. And I'm kind of concerned because I don't know, like, where else she fits and unless it's in a tag team. I, I was thinking that as well. And that makes me... Because I don't think they see her as something that... Like, as someone who can go Mm-mm. higher at all. Well, the only belt that they have to go for is the women's belt. So... yeah. I mean, there's no way I, unless they do something to completely overhaul her. Cause right now she is just Dexter's wife, which, and that is it kind was, of, it was funny for the first little bit. I, now I want to see, well, cause she had a character before that yeah, and it worked. Yeah. It worked really well. So I hope that with the way not being there, I hope she can figure something out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, also my honorable mention, for ignorant slut was just the fact that there was no women's title match at all on this card it there was no need for them not to have it like they they could have a prime example they could have time le- to do it yeah they could have legit taken out just three of the stupid vignettes and that would have been enough really time though that would have been enough time you're so accurately yeah oh that's so sad the fact oh. that they didn't have a women's match except i mean they had a tag match they yes. had, but at the same time, but, they didn't have the like the highest of the women's, you know, belts yeah. on there. No, not acceptable a, for me. Not a pay per view, but you know what I mean. Like I don't even know what to call exactly. this. Exactly, that's what I was saying because I was like this specialty what episode. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. A limited um, commercial experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, who is your EST? Carmelo Hayes. Oh, good. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I saw that it was not him being carried by Cameron. Yeah. And I saw the improvement. I saw, because he was so green and he had an amazing amount of talent when he started. He really did. Yeah. He was, he is very talented human being. But there's something that just clicked when he was able to work with someone who was closer to his stature, closer to his size, and closer to his style. Yeah. That just really brought out the best in him. And I loved it. I, I, I love Cameron. You know I do. It was nice to see Carmelo, like, really, truly flourish. 
And yeah. I like I liked him a lot in this in this match, and he's my EST. Well, good. Congratulations, Carmel. This is the first time you've ever won EST. Congratulations! <laughs> ding 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 ding. Hey y'all. Hey. Well, mine is a combo. Ooh. Um, we got love a good combo. It's the Creed Brothers with MSK. Really? Yes. I thought that hmm. they really showed up, and I felt like them as like two teams working together i felt like it flowed really well and this is the most i've ever seen the creed brothers i was gonna say i'm excited to see more character come from them later mm-hmm. down the road technically they're there i just would like to understand like maybe a backstory or something like that but yeah but at the same time i don't want them I to don't, muddy that up i don't you know I, I i just want them to stay silent and <laughs> be brutal to be honest with you i feel oh, like no i want my i want i want like I want Bivens to tell the story. I don't even want that. <laughs> I just want them to stay silent and brutal. Shut up. And I'm fine don't with that. Speak. You're a 300 pound monster, so you don't get to talk. Exactly. And that's kind of why I liked Imperium, because they just, for a while, they didn't really talk that much, and they just they do beat have the shit out of people, and it was accents, fine. though. They do, which I'm fine with, but I don't mm. think the Creed Brothers do. No. So. Mm, they don't have pretty faces either, sorry. But boys. yes, so I... That's my EST. That's lovely. Yes. I'm, I was I was surprised by the Creed brothers as well. They mm-hmm. did pretty great. But I think overall it was it was good. Yes. It was I, it it was better than fine. It was a surprise. Yes. It was a surprise, uplifting kind of feeling. Being and like, it actually oh. kind of made me want to watch hmm. more, which I think is an improvement. <laughs> I don't from say not think. watching it all. I would definitely <laughs> not say think. <laughs> yeah. But also, I wanted to um, wanted to bring up that I found out today that Drake Maverick has now re-signed with WWE, <laughs> and that was something I wanted to work into this episode, and not like have a huge discussion about it. But I think on further episodes it will come up. I don't know where he's going to go. Um, but yes, so in total, that man has now been fired and re-signed three separate times so i have no idea what wwe standards are for why, why you get released and why who gets re-signed and who doesn't why him i don't know i have i i literally chris barnes from this is a work messaged me this afternoon tell uh, the news article about that and i just wanted to like kind of work it in and be like i think this might be something that we will cover in the future because oh he may gosh. come back to nxt because i honestly don't see him anywhere, anywhere else. else but nxt he did 205 live yeah but that's also now kind of melded into exactly. nxt because exactly. there's a lot of nxt people who are on there lord have mercy yeah so i i wanted to somehow incorporate that in there mm. and i didn't i didn't see a appropriate no, I think that was just in the perfect, episode. Perfect placement. Yeah. So we'll see what that looks like in the future. We may be talking <laughs> about him again. And mm. listeners of this podcast, you will know that'll be very interesting talk because we have feelings about that man. <laughs> Not even that man, just the situation. <laughs> yeah. But so, David, I know we have some stuff coming up. So what's going on with Long Walk? 
Uh, well, in the next week or so, sometime uh, hopefully in early March, we're going to be continuing on with our Perfect Ten discussion uh, at, with Stan's next pick, which is a Korean film called The Host. Oh, I've heard of that, actually. What is that? I, I don't know. I don't know anything about this that film. That sounds it's, terrifying. Yeah, I'm just basing it on his love of Korean horror that it's going to be oh, uh, it's probably Korean gross. Horror? Oh, it's, you know, it's horrifying. Oh, I, I, I have heard that it's Would it pass the up. Shelby test? No. Almost certainly not, but I'll let you know. Okay, good. <laughs> um, and just last night, we released the Elimination Chamber episode of um, This Is a Work. I did listen to that one. That was a good one. Otherwise, uh, now that uh, Romeo and Juliet is over and Katie's schedule is freed up some more, I'm going to keep threatening to do uh, more Long Walk Teeny Talks. Please Talks. stop threatening and do one. <laughs> okay, just for you. Just for Yay. me. I I love teeny talks. No, oh, well, I thank do. You. I love teeny talks. Um, all right. Well, Shelby, if people want to reach out to you online uh, or follow you online, where can they do that at? Well, if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me on Instagram at Slay All Ray. And if you want to follow this as a takeover on Instagram, you can do that. For on this is a takeover and this underscore pod on Instagram. And if you want to follow just long walk podcast in general, then follow us at long walk podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, Gino, if you want to reach out to you or follow you online, where can they do that at? Um, right now, all I've got is Instagram, and I have been so far off the radar for my own personal Instagram, but if you care to see all of the wedding planning process, whatever. Or if, ask you questions. Or just ask me questions about life in general, <laughs> um, you can find me at Broadway, or Broadway underscore baby 1218. Um, but yeah, that's really honestly it, because uh, I don't have Twitter, so... Good for you. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Uh, No, I can't. (laughs) If you want to follow me personally online, you can do that on Instagram at dbhensley. If you want to keep up with Long Walk Productions, you can visit us online at longwalk.us, or you can search for Long Walk Productions and Long Walk Podcasts on Facebook. To see more of our original works or hear uh, past episodes that are no longer streaming, you can follow the YouTube links in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening, and if you enjoy the show or any of the shows on the Long Walk Podcast Network, please make sure to leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you are listening on. All right, that'll do it for us tonight, so thanks for listening, y'all. For This is a Takeover, I'm Shelby Ray Patterson. And I'm Gina Belmont. And you don't have to be called up to the main roster. You're doing fine where you're at. I mean, she's still got kids at home, and he's got kids at home. They're the same kids.